welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is, and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at Christina Kettlewell, The Eight Day Bride. Christina Mocon was born in Toronto, Ontario in 1925. At the age of 22, she worked at a bank and was dating a 26-year-old army veteran named John Ray Kettlewell. John went by the name Jack and the pair had been dating for around three years. Christina's family, Polish immigrants, named Kazmier and Mary Mokon, were Roman Catholic and didn't approve of Jack. They didn't like him because he wasn't a Roman Catholic and also because they had a bad feeling about Jack's best friend and roommate, 28-year-old Ronald Barry. Ronald had immigrated from Italy to Canada as a child and had worked in construction and insurance before becoming a hairdresser and ballroom dancer. His work wasn't what concerned Christina's parents, though. They thought that Ronald was overbearing, spending too much time with the young couple. They were worried that Ronald was infatuated by Christina and didn't want him anywhere near her. So much so that they tried to keep her away from the two friends. That didn't work, though, because Christina just stopped going home choosing to stay with Jack and Ronald instead. Christina's sister, Helen, went over to their apartment in Mimico, Ontario, to convince them to come home. An argument ensued, and only stopped when police arrived after worried neighbours called in their concerns. A couple of days after that, on May 12th, 1947, Christina and Jack eloped. For a few days, they stayed in Jack's apartment before heading out to a cottage in Seven Falls, Ontario. It was only two hours from the apartment, but only accessible by boat, so it felt isolated. Ronald came with them, which is surprising since Jack and Christina were newlyweds. For three days, Everything was fine. On May 20th, Ronald left the cabin to go sunbathing by the Severn River. He was gone all day, and when he returned at 6.30pm, he arrived to find the cottage on fire. Ronald went into the building and searched for Jack and Christina room by room. He found Jack in the living room, barely conscious and bleeding from a head injury. Ronald shook Jack and asked where Christina was, but Jack was disoriented and couldn't reply. Ronald got Jack out of the cottage before returning to find Christina. He came back empty-handed. Ronald asked the neighbours to put the fire out before taking Jack to the hospital. 
Before the fire could be put out, the cottage burned to the ground. There had been no signs of Christina at all. John had received a head injury, burns, and was found to have drugs in his system. Later that same evening, a boathouse owner was stood watching the remains of the cottage. He was thinking about how the stone chimney was the only part of the building that had been unaffected before taking a walk along the shore of the river. As he walked, he noticed the body of a woman face down in the water and wearing only a nightgown. He had found Christina Kettlewell. The area had been searched by the first responders and they hadn't reported seeing a body down by the river. So how did it get there? An autopsy revealed that Christina had codeine, a painkiller, in her system, but she had died from drowning. Jack was interrogated by the police and he seemed to have no recollection of the day's events. An inquest was opened on June 19th to decide whether the death of Christina was the result of foul play. The inquest took place in a courthouse and had such a following to it that Jack and Ronald were both asked for signatures by women. The inquest couldn't come to a definitive decision about the foul play and the case was dropped. However, details of the stay in the cabin were brought up during the inquest. One of the biggest things to have come up in the inquest was the relationship between Jack and Ronald. Some believed that Christina was upset with them because they had an unnatural relationship, which is potentially the 1940s term for them being gay. Jack actually admitted to having an intimate relationship with Ronald, but later recanted it, saying that he had been coerced into saying it. The inquest had two theories that I'll get to later. The inquest ended up having major media coverage and caused Jack and Ronald to get celebrity treatment for unknown reasons. Newspaper coverage led to reports suggesting that Christina was inside the cottage when the fire began and had remained there until Ronald got there. These reports said that Ronald had gone into the cottage to find Christina there. Ronald was said to have found Christina crying. They reported that Ronald carried Jack outside and 15 minutes later, smoke began to pour out of the kitchen windows. When Ronald went back into the cottage to rescue Christina, he couldn't find any sign of her, nor could he find any weapon that could have caused Jack's injuries. That account differed from every other account given, including the one that Ronald himself gave. Although it threw some light on Christina's behaviour before her discovery, it caused people to believe that Ronald had been lying in his statement. The reports were never investigated and the case ended up going cold. Three years after the death of Christina, Jack married another woman. They started a family and briefly stayed in the same home as he and Christina had for a brief period. 
He never spoke of Christina or her death, and his children didn't find out until decades later when they read about it in the library. Ronald moved to New York in 1956. His pet dog was gifted to Jack's son, and Ronald was never heard from again. Christina's death was never given an answer, and to this day, nobody knows what happened to her. I mentioned some theories in the story that appeared during the inquest. There are two of them, and they are the only ones mentioned during the stories. The first of these theories is that the honeymoon was an attempt to claim insurance on the cabin. Apparently, Ronald had insured the cottage recently and named Jack as a beneficiary. It was revealed that Jack had given Ronald his war gratuity when he had received it as well. It's possible that the insurance fraud didn't end at the cottage. Jack had taken out life insurance policies on himself and Christina to the tune of $5,000 each. There was a clause in the policies that stated that should the deaths be accidental, the money would be doubled. $10,000 of Canadian money would be roughly $200,000 US dollars today. The idea that Ronald had pursued professions in both construction and insurance was also found to be suspicious, since Ronald would have had knowledge of how the insurance works and potentially the best way to burn a cottage down. But it doesn't explain why he would have saved Jack, nor does it explain why Christina's body suddenly appeared in the river after the first responders had already looked there. It's possible that Jack's confession about his intimate relationship with Ronald had been the truth, and that's why he saved Jack. However, there's no proof to this. The idea that Ronald just disappeared after Jack married a second time could be evidence that at least Ronald felt something for Jack. It still doesn't offer an explanation as to why Christina was found later, though. The other theory is that Christina had tried to murder Jack and then committed suicide herself. Apparently, she had written multiple suicide letters in the five weeks before the wedding. The first letter said that she couldn't bear to see Jack with another woman and that she would prefer to die instead, suggesting that she would poison herself. Another letter said that she would also kill Jack suggesting that if she couldn't have him, then nobody could. Many of these letters were addressed to Ronald, which meant that he would have known about her mental state. Some people believe that this is why Ronald went with Jack and Christina on the honeymoon, so that he could keep an eye on her and prevent something bad from happening. The last letter was written the day before the cabin set fire, Ronald managed to salvage the letter from the cabin and brought the others with him to provide them as evidence in court. This one doesn't really explain why Ronald felt it was a good idea to stay away from the cottage all day 
especially after seeing the letter addressed to him. Both theories could be possibilities, but both of them have glaring holes in them that make it difficult to come to an answer. We may never know what happened to Christina Kettlewell. The story and theories from this episode came from a True Crime Files article called The Unsolved Murder of Christina Kettlewell, a Film Daily article called Thinking of Eloping, The Eight-Day Bride is the Definition of Horror, and a Medium article called Murder or Suicide, Mystery of the Eight-Day Bride. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree but it doesn't open a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next Creature feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode comes out on August 31st, so hold on until then. Thank you.